Welcome to Motivated with Liberty. Hello, everyone. This is Liberty Bernal, and welcome to Motivated with Liberty. I am so excited to introduce you to an incredible guest today. She specializes in something very unique. Um, Today, I have Sarah Anderson. And when I say unique, I mean her focus is on young women. Sarah is a certified personal development and life coach for teen girls and young women. She lives in San Diego and coaches girls all over the country. Sarah is certified through Teen Wisdom Life Coaching Institute for Integrated Nutrition and the Dr. Sears Wellness Institute. She is the founder of The Real Girl Lifestyle, where she works with girls one-on-one, leads small groups, and speaks nationally about girl empowerment. In her coaching sessions, Sarah focuses on developing the teen's strengths and using creative tools and strategies to help them face challenges and obstacles with confidence. Sarah, besides all of that, is also the director of the Graced by Grit Foundation, whose mission is to develop a new generation of female leaders through programs focused on building grit with events, coaching, mentorship, and a collegiate athletic scholarship fund. Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Hello. It's so good to be here. Oh my gosh. Thank you. And I'm not even just saying this. I literally just got goosebumps when I was was reading what you do. And I read it a few times today to make sure I said it all properly, but I am just blown away by your mission. You know, we, we've talked before this podcast, obviously, and we know that we've met each other, but we didn't get the chance to really talk a lot until more recently. Yes, And as I've gotten to know you and read more about you, it's so inspiring. And I feel like it's something I've kind of missed in my background. You know, I've always worked with women, but I never really had a chance to focus on young women and help them grow into, you know, the women of tomorrow and our future leaders. And that's what you're doing. So if it's okay, Sarah, I'm just going to go right into some questions because I think, yeah, we've probably piqued the interest of some listeners who have young ladies and um, yeah, let's, let's just Tell me about you and what you focus the majority of your time on. Oh, from the Bible, like you read, it sounds, you know, I I do do a lot, but the majority of my time (laughs) is spent day in and day out with teens, um, age range. I always say it's like 13 to 25, which I know 25 is essentially a teen. So that's where it's more like young women, um, college and post-college and, doing personal development. And that can be one-on-one coaching, group coaching, um, speaking. I do a lot of writing for different blogs, obviously being on podcasts. So anything that has to do with the teenage development, especially for girls, that's what I do all day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love, and I, I've thought a lot about this lately because, um, you know, I'll have some new clients. For instance, I have a new client that I just am going to start working with and her mom and dad, you know, had her when she, when they were, I think like 19, they met young. And so her mom is going to be 40 and I'm 38. Um, and her daughters are both in college. And for me, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like that could, you know, like, that's awesome. But it made me really think, 
I am more close to her mom's age, although I resonate and I connect so much better with the younger girls. And that's, I think, the gift that I have is that, of course, I value parents and I love teaching them, but I get to be 13 when I'm with a 13-year-old and I get to be <laughs> a 13-year-old. And um, I the, the niche of coaching teens is if you, you know, some people don't want to go back and be in that. And some people can't really just put that their past behind them of the teenage life. And, but for me, I just can't imagine working with any other demographic. Wow. I think that is such a just unique bridge that you have where, you know, I'm 40 as well. And I remember my teen years, obviously, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I do feel like I'm pulled more away from relating. You know, I, Mm -hmm. my husband and I tease each other all the time. Like if we notice teenagers doing something we might find annoying, we're like, oh, dang, we kind of like elbow each other where I would imagine you're like, oh no, I, but I get it. I get the mindset still. And that's, that's incredible. It is a gift. I love that you recognize that. And is that something where you've, you found that gift first and decided that was the group, that age you wanted to focus on? Like how did what you do today come to fruition? Why that focus? Um, So when I started on this wellness journey, I started doing personal training and that was over 12 years ago. And I just knew I had a passion for wellness. I myself had been through a journey of healing my gut and having celiac and learning about the power of taking care of myself that I, you know, kind of skipped over during my teenage um, and started working in the personal training space and was really drawn to working with high school athletes in the area that I was living in. They had a lot of high school athletes coming in to do one-on-one training to increase speed or agility or just have, you know, all most high school athletes these days are doing something on top of practice. Um, and so when we had our personal training sessions, I just noticed that half of the time, you know, we were working out and I was, you know, leading the teenagers through these programs. And at the same time, they were really opening up about things going on in their life. And, mm-hmm. um, that's the part I love the most. I loved asking questions, um, not in a way of crying, but more getting them to think about it from a different perspective. And they didn't see it as, you know, annoying. They were like, Oh, I didn't think about it that way. Or I had a girl start to tell me that, um, what they looked forward to most wasn't just, you know, the actual component of lifting weights was working with me because feeling, you know, happier and more confident and more self-assured and just kind of leaving the plan. And I didn't that even realize, weird. yeah, I was doing just that. I realized, I think this is a gift. This is, so um, I love the personal training aspect of it. And I always encourage all to be active way. But the part that I wanted to spend more time on was the coaching aspect. So I looked into certification programs for teenagers specifically, and just ran with it and got certified and transitioned from personal training to coaching. Um, luckily, a lot of the girls that I was training became clients of built and started my business. Um, and then I feel like any mom who sees a result of having a teenage girl and gets like whatever problem they're having is referral. So fortunately, you know, my programs and coaching was um, really results driven. And so I had a lot of moms saying, oh my gosh, you've helped 
Liberty's daughter. Can you work with mine? Um, And I've always approached it in a way it wasn't, you know, coaching isn't based on what's wrong with your daughter. It's more based on strength based, a strength based model that focuses on identifying, you know, each girl's strengths and giving them solutions and tools to be understood to face their problems and go after their goals. So it wasn't this like, oh, something's, you know, wrong with my daughter and let's hush hush. Yes. Finger my daughter to feel more empowered. Let's do positive coaching um, space. It again, always thinking about what people are thinking about them. And so sometimes with mental health and therapy, it becomes embarrassing. Yeah. I love that. You know, it's like having a coach, but it's a life coach. So and what better time to have a life coach in your teenage years where it's probably the most confusing roller coaster time of your life. And I think all of us, even as adults back and, and, you know, resonate with that. Like, yeah, it might've been nice to have like a mentor or own, right. I mean, you have your parents. So and like you don't want to tell them everything and you're also trying to become more independent from them and then you have your friends and your friends are great but they're also in the same boat as you so it's like the blind leading the blind right um and then you know so it's like who do you really have to to understand your emotions and um your behaviors and your dreams and all of that there's really no one and that's where I saw a huge need to be that for these girls no it makes so much sense I mean I'm I'm surprised that there, this isn't more common, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm just yeah. I'm so glad that there's you, right? Like there's you and hopefully other people like you out there. Um, and, you know, that grows because you're right when you said, you know, parents are your parents. I think parents have realized that more profoundly, you know, the, in the last six months than ever, right? With COVID mm-hmm. and no, no in-person school, you quickly realize that your kids really don't listen to you like you want them to, <laughs> and that you cannot cross that line over, you know, from parent to teacher or parent just to mentor. It doesn't mm. work that way 99% mm-hmm. of the time. Very so, true. I mean, I know, you know, right off the top of my head, friends, especially of teenagers who, who need you, you know, and <laughs> maybe not those friends, but maybe they're teenagers, they're girls who I think, you know, I don't know what it is, but it's almost like they need an accountability or someone, I think actually I'll stop there. They need some accountability and they need some guidance and just some focus on that. I mean, building a foundation of I'm going to spend dedicated time each week or each month to focusing on my growth Mm -hmm. and my future, Mm -hmm. that alone, wow. You know, like when Gracie is whatever age is the youngest for you to work with, she's working with you. Like that <laughs> Thank you. you. Know, yes. All the sense in the world. So yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, it gives girls a sense of, you know, control. Yeah. So much is out of their control because of what's happening now, but a general teenage, teenager's life and experience just feels so overwhelming. And so working with a coach and developing, like you said, accountability and having a plan and a guide makes them feel like, okay, I can accomplish this. I think so much society sometimes label teenagers as lazy, which don't get me wrong. There are a lot of lazy teenagers and I had moments of laziness for sure. But what I realized, the comes from not having structure and a plan 
um, not just from parents, but like a lot of teens are like so overwhelmed that they resort to being lazy because they don't know where to start. And I'm sure you see that with your business too, right? The accountability piece when you're accountable to someone Mm -hmm. and you have like a structure and, um, someone, you know, makes you show up in a different way. And so it's not, again, there are some kids who need a little kick in the butt, but for the most part, the girls that I work with that come in that have no management that their parents are like, we just don't know what to do with her. It's because they don't have accountability. Right. Truly. I, yeah, that it makes sense. And I even think about what we've put in place in our house for a seven-year-old. Right. And there, mm-hmm. there's structure. I mean, Gracie, yes. I think any kid without structure, you know, ha- can have some issues and develop some issues. And I think we, la- we get lax on that as kids get older. Like mm-hmm. I feel like teenagers and you know this way more than I do, but teenagers almost get stuck in this place of they're not kids anymore, but they're definitely not adults and they're not mature enough to create structure on their own. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. They're not. Wow. Yeah. I, I, um, one thing I was talking about with uh, another mom is she was joking that, you know, having a baby is, is overwhelming and everyone talks about like preparing to be a mom and all these things, but you know, the hardest part I think is the teenage years because you have, I mean, as a baby, you're still in control of them and you get to set that structure. And as a kid, kids are still listening to you and they're not as, you know, they're, they're still just babies in a sense. And then teenagers come around and we see our kids mature, mostly more physically at first. So you think, oh, they should know better because they're becoming an adult. They're still really emotionally and and mentally a, a baby. I mean, they still need that yeah. routine and structure. Um, they need boundaries, like anything that like makes a baby feel safe. It's the same for a teenager. And yeah. I think that's like where you said parents can like, well, they're not a baby, like in their mind, okay, we'll be to the stage, the kid stage, the teenage stage. Like they want them to be um, at 16 or 17, but it's just not, that's just not, really like them to have so much figured out and I think that's frustrating for a teenager and that's going to make them feel really misunderstood which leads to them shutting down and you know the whole teenage experience every teenager feels that no one understands them which in a lot of ways they don't I know how do we forget how do we forget it's so easy to forget I know and I think that's a really good tip is to have each parent you know at whether um, what I think of a time when you were a teen and felt really lost and what you did. And also think when you felt really confident and what were you doing, like put yourself back as hard as it can be in your teenage experience to just continue to relate to your teenager because we do forget. And I think that's something I always tell moms, um, be open to talk with your daughter about what you were doing at 17 and in all the areas of your life, because then they're going to remember that you were a teen. And sometimes mm-hmm. parents can get too preachy about like, oh, this is what, you know, kids don't really want to, to learn about your teenage experience with what you were telling them as like a, you know, a moral of the story. They want to just know that you remember what it was like. And so they feel heard and understood. That's really all they're looking for. They don't want like a lesson every five minutes because then you're going to lose, then you're going to lose them. That's where they're like, Oh, my mom was yeah. like almost connecting with me. And then she went down the, 
you know, the whole lesson moral of the story, which I know that's a parent's job, but if it's too much of that, then the teenager just stops listening. Yeah, truly. I, well, that all makes complete sense. And I was actually about to ask you, you know, about some tips about that balance of, you know, sort of that keeping that peace, but, you know, without always telling a teenager how to do what to do, when to do, mm-hmm. but you still need that structure. So when you've, that's a great tip of that relating. Is there anything else you would suggest? Like, I just think right off the bat, you know, many, again, my friends with teenagers kind of just are in this dealing phase all the time. Like they're just trying to deal with their teenager and they're mm-hmm. always frustrated. I mean, what, what are some simple things they might start to do to keep that balance besides what you've already said? Yes. So I would say one of the first things is awareness for the parent write down what to deal with your team, quote unquote, what are the areas that are really frustrating and where are you getting stuck? Right. So that could be like, cause most parents just generalize. It's so hard to deal with my teenage daughter. Okay. Why? Like I want 10 specific reasons why it's hard to deal. Is it because she's, you know, not cleaning up her room? Is it because, because most parents again, don't, you have to really get clear so you can find the solution. Coaching is solution-based. So we can sit here and talk about all the problems of teenagers all day long, all the things they do wrong. But if there's no clarity on like how we can solve that or make it better, then we're just stuck in you know circle of nothing's going to change because we're focusing on the problem. So yeah. one, getting clear on how they're driving you crazy. What are they doing that you can't quote unquote deal with? Then look at that and next step is to look at, okay, well, how, what in this list are things that, you know, as a parent, you can control more and then control, like as adults, we look at that, right? How much of our worry and frustration are we putting into things that we really can't control? So if your teenager is, you know, some parents have a agenda, I guess I could say for what they want their teenager to be in life. And Mm -hmm. that's going to go in the not control category because you really need to give your teenager space of how they dress and what their interest in school is. Like there's certain things that parents add their own stress to because they're kind of living vicariously through their kid or they're like, Oh, but if she's this, she's not going to be successful. Trust me, you're, they have so much time to figure out what they're going to do. And it's probably going to change a million times. Mm-hmm. But if that's how you can't deal like that, you're putting that on yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. The list of, you know, my teenager's room is a mess. That's something you can control because they're living in your home, right? That's more like them respecting you and coming up with specific rules. Hey, if your room's not clean, you don't get your phone. Simple as that. I mean, you really have to go back to the toddler phase. Like they may pout, but if you have something tangible and for most teenagers, it is their phone or some Mm -hmm. piece of technology, then that's what you can control, right? You can control and say, Hey, like, these are the rules in our house. Um, we, you know, your room needs to be clean. You need to do X, Y, Z, give them some, give them some chores and accountability because that's going to set them up to succeed when they follow through. And when they do that, they kind of get a reward. It's, you know, like training a, again, a toddler or even like a dog, it's teenagers are very simple in that respect. If A plus B equals C, they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, on that list, you're looking at what you can control and what you can't control and start finding solutions and um, a plan for the things that you can control. And, you know, so you feel like, okay, at least we're making progress in these areas and continue to focus on that. 
and positive feedback. Like, hey, I'm so happy you're cleaning your room. It's just so, it's so nice not to have to argue about that. Teenagers aren't going to be like, oh, mom, that's so great. So well. like, that's not what you're going to do. Like a thumbs up or a sarcastic it and just be like, okay, their actions are, they're following through. So move on. Um, yeah. First and foremost, so stuff like that, where it's actual tips of, you know, exactly at what is bothering you, taking the, what you can and cannot control and then solutions, coming up with solutions that are your part and the teenager's part. That makes so much sense for sure. And so you take that information, like a parent, you know, is likely the one to come to you, right? Not the teenager. Mm -hmm. And you get, you start to understand the parents' needs and the parents' thoughts. But then, you know, you're working with these girls directly, Mm one-on-one, small group. When, for example, in a one-on-one session, what I feel most curious about is what does that look like? Like, how does that work with a new client, for example, or ongoing client? What is a session like? So to your point, the parents are typically who seek me out. Um, So first understanding the parents' goals. And then when I start working with the teenage girl or the the young woman, it's understanding her goals. So I have to honor the parents' perspective. I mean, they're investing in this opportunity for their daughter. It is a gift. I think it isn't just, I think I want girls parents are doing this for them and so yeah um first step in a coaching session is to understand parents goals and then the girls goals and where they over and then also coaching the parent to say hey this is a great goal for your daughter here's how she's seeing it as a goal for herself because they might not have use the same language um and my goals are prioritizing going to be the teenager's goals not saying i'm not intertwining the parents goals but that's kind of the magic of coaching is that um, if, you know, a teenager knows that her parents want her to be X, Y, Z, then she's going to fight it most of the time because then it's like, oh, here they are again, trying to control my life. Mm -hmm. But if I can take some of the parents, let's say, for instance, you know, I have a dad who just wants her, her, his daughter to be more confident. It makes him sad that she just doesn't do things that she wants to do because she's scared. I can take that information Hey, like what her goal is most likely every girl wants to be more confident. So it's a, you know, their goals become, you know, goals, but the girl is the one that gets to like verbalize to me. These are my goals and this is what I want to change. Yeah. With including parents, you know, insight. Um, So first step in our coaching is really looking at goals and what's working and what's not working and what, each client, you know, wants to see in their life. Looking future, coaching is very future focused. So it's bridging the gap between where they are now and where they want to be. And I'm the coach that helps them do that. Um, and questions can be, you know, question with a girl is different. There is a framework I use, but if a girl can have, you know, let's say just value, um, what the core and things off. Then I'm going to read that situation and say, "Hey, what's going on?" Very like in the moment. That's not going to be a time for me to go into values if she and her boyfriend just got in a fight and we're going to coach yeah. what happened. So yeah. um, <laughs> it is again understanding the emotions of the you know the experience 
that's where they live from is their emotions. That's what's leading them in there. So, you know, it's different than you can say, Hey, that's, you know, let's put that aside for now and focus on your business plan. Teenagers just aren't wired that way. So I always check in emotionally with them and I teach them that skill as well. Hey, how are you feeling today? Energy? What's your stress? Food? Because if they're in a happy mood, it might not be the best time to fill out their college application. Right? Like, Let's go change that mood. Let's go for a walk at the beach. Let's go see a friend, like do something that helps them, you know, pivot from stale state and then come back later. So that seems so simple, but most teenagers don't have that self-awareness to even like, they're like, oh, I guess I'm not feeling that great today. I didn't even know. Well, right. I know. I mean, frankly, most adults don't even have that. True. <laughs> it's like, True. I mean, everything you're saying, it's like, oh my, it's so powerful because you are teaching these tools that will last a lifetime and make them amazingly better adults, yes. you know, and yes. it's huge. It's huge. Like, I mean, I, I want you to coach me. <laughs> <You're so sweet. laughs> I mean, we, but we all need that. Yes. You know, absolutely. I bet a lot. I bet a lot of what you're doing and teaching these girls does impact the parents in a positive way too, because they realize, wow, you know, I need to get on that page and they want to continue that, that, those positive methods of, you know, helping those kids. Absolutely. I mean, I think part of it, and you talk about this in your book, which, you know, every mom, woman who has teenagers should read your book, listen to your book because, you know, it does start with taking care of ourselves and being an example um, I think that's the hardest part about being a mom. And I see so many moms who just get lost in, you know, their self-care is out the window. They're so stressed because of their teenager's stress. But sometimes the moms are even more stressed. And I'm like, hey, this isn't your life. This is your teenager. Again, it's it's the whole helicopter parenting or the new one is a snowplow parent because they're plowing through the snow to make sure there's no obstacles and their kid has this beautiful, clear path, which is mm. going to lead to a lot of problems in the future with not having coping skills or dealing with failure. So uh, almost as a parent, you know, you take care of yourself, know that your kids are watching that. And sometimes, you know, they, you may not notice that they're watching and they pick up on your habits, not maybe now, but later in life, they're like, Oh my gosh, my mom have boundaries with her self care or, um, she did make time for friends or, you know, things that you want for your teen, you have to be doing for yourself because you're not just a mom, you're a person, right? Right. right. You want right. them yes. to see you as that. Um, and so you're right. The, what girls are learning in coaching are habits and ways of thinking and mindset. Again, your book at this will take into young adulthood. And that is something that, you know, schools don't teach. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, schools teach, you know, different academic courses, and that's important. But when do girls learn these life skills? When do they learn how to regulate their emotions? And when do they learn to um, understand, like, how they can handle obstacles in a different way versus shutting down? How do they um, see their their career journey in a way that's not just something that their parents want them to explore. Like when, where do they get to even um, think about that outside of school? And so many parents have become what I like to call their teenagers, personal assistants. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
you know, they, and this is, again, this is not a bad thing. It's just when it gets in balance when they're, you know, they hire tutors and they have private sports coaches and they have SAT prep courses and, you know, they're making it their job to help build their teens, quote unquote, transcript. And a lot of that needs to be the teenager leaving that. And so that's, again, where they're like, I can't deal. My daughter doesn't want to do this. Well, then she might not do it. And that's a consequence she's going to have to suffer, right? If yeah. she doesn't get her applications in, then she might have to take a gap here and be like, crap, this sucks. All my friends are at school and I didn't get stuff yeah. done. But like, that's how she's going to learn. So if you, you know, are doing all that for your teens, and again, that's a stress you're feeling, that is on the parent. Yeah. And so, I think it's important to, to recognize that and for parents to hit that reality check mm-hmm. too, because yeah. there is something about, you know, whether we call it our generation or maybe a little bit older, usually with teenagers, mm-hmm. I don't know if we're making up for something that we felt like we didn't get, but mm-hmm. there is a lot of enabling and taking care of things. Like you said, that snow plow, I've never heard that, but I yeah. really like that analogy. Um, it's, it's not beneficial. No. And I know yeah, it's and, so much easier said than done. And so it's I not know. saying that, but that's like why, again, having support from other parents or, you know, just learning as a parent all, you know, it's a, you're always learning and there's no right or wrong, but educating yourself and actually taking a look in the mirror and looking at that list of what can I control and what I can't control. Yes. And like, how much of this are you taking away the opportunity? You know, I, I also call it like you're suffocating a teenager's chance to be independent, but then yeah. we get mad at them for not being independent, right? Moms are like, you should be doing this on your own. Well, how much space have you given them to be self-reliant, to yeah. have pretty moments to work through and you're always going to be there to support and guide them. That's a parent's job, but you can't do it for them because yes. then teenagers who have anxiety, anxiety, and anxiety handle situations because they've been actually given the opportunity and a lot of what you know developing grit and overcoming obstacles gives you confidence you start to believe in yourself and that is a huge part of combating depression in kids because they're actually living their life and they're not you know self-doubt feels crappy of course you're going to depress and you know depress your emotions because you're not taking action so if your parents right. are doing that for you again that's that's actually a reason depression and anxiety is on the rise is that kids are not having, you know, a chance to make mistakes and live their life and overcome obstacles, like I said, and build confidence. And I think the generation that I grew up in and that you grew up in, their parents, you know, half the time they weren't, I mean, I don't even know what my parents were doing. They were working, they were doing, I was, I was figuring stuff out and that made me mm-hmm. feel capable to take in my life, whether that was going Definitely. to college getting my license, you know, it was like, I took ownership of that and not even realizing it. It was because that's just, that was a value that my family had. That was a value that my dad put in place that, you know, I hated at times, you know, cause I saw other parents giving everything to their kids and I'm like, Oh, that looks wonderful. I just want yeah, that to happen, it but it wasn't serving me. Right. And that's the difference yeah. between being a parent and being a friend. Yes. Oh my gosh. I want to ask you 100 more questions. (laughs) Um, Sarah, you're going to have to commit to coming back on this podcast. I would love that. Let's do it. I want to dive into so many more topics on this. I mean, and you know, the show is called motivated and out of this particular episode with you, you know, I'm hoping that as parents, we feel motivated 
to be more empowering of our kids mm-hmm. and lean on experts like you to make some tough choices. But yeah. but make, like you're saying, you know, it is our job as parents to make our kids, you know, young teens, teens, young adults into successful, independent adults that absolutely add to society and have happy yep. lives. And, you know, there's so much more I know we can talk about on that, but we are coming to the end of our <laughs> podcast, sadly. Um, before I, um, you know, end, end the segment officially, is there anything else that you want to make sure you share knowing that you're coming back? Because, yes. <laughs> um, you know, but any, any other, any other advice or anything else you'd like to add? I would say one of the other tips that makes parents feel really empowered is to take some time to read books about teenagers. There are some really good resources out there. Um, one of my favorite books is Untangled, and it really helps understand, especially it's based on, on girls. I, I tend to focus most on the teenage girl, but yeah. this can apply a lot to teenage boys as well, is the teenage brain is fascinating. And so once yeah. when parents understand like the phase of the teenage brain and how their teen slash, you know, kid, big, big kid in a big body is making decisions, it's going to help you have a lot more empathy and understanding of not expecting they're not an adult yet. They don't think like us. And so a lot of times that's where teens feel misunderstood because parents haven't taken the time. You know, we take all the time to understand babies again. Like we have these baby books and we are prepared for that, but who is really prepared for the teenage years? Nobody. So true. It's So, so true. You know, develop, you know, kind of like a weekly as a parent, Hey, this is a resource I'm going to read this week for an hour, or there's great podcasts out there, um, that, you know, learn how a teenager thinks, learn what's going on developmentally for them. And, um, you know, those are conversations that when your teenager open up to you more and be like, Oh, my mom actually gets this. Um, and that's, you know, a teenager's mission in life is to understood because that's like the scariest part is teenagers feel so alone. They don't know who they are yet. They don't know where they fit in. They don't know how they want to show up in this world. And as a parent, your job is to create that safe space for them to do that. And part of that is understanding who they are, like who they are as a teenager. That makes sense. So it makes so much sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I know that, you know, for other tools and resources, I know for sure I'll be visiting your <laughs> website. Yes, please media. do. Yeah. Let's make sure that everyone listening knows how to find you online. Perfect. So I, my website, which um, is going to be, there'll be, I'm adding a lot more resources to it. I'm going to be doing some weekly videos. So um, definitely a good chance to check it out, but it's the realgirllifestyle.com. And on there, you'll find out um, how to work with me. I obviously do one-on-one coaching. And then I'm going to be launching a group coaching program for middle school and high school girls. Um, the benefit of online is that I can work with girls all, all over the country. So it's not limited to San Diego. Um, right. And then Instagram, I'm Sarah Cooper Anderson. So you can find me on Instagram. I do post a lot of parent tips and teenage tips and a lot of pictures of my dogs because those are my babies. <laughs> um, so those are the two best places. That's where I'm at mostly is Instagram and on my website. Awesome. Sarah, thank you so much. Thank you. Today. Thank you <laughs> for really having me. It. 
Of course, finally. Of course. <laughs> finally. Well, you'll be back. So <laughs> I'd love that. And if you have, you know, parent, if you're listening and there's specific questions or feedback, please let Liberty know. I, one of my gifts that I love sharing with the world is I show up to serve. So I would love to help in any way with, um, you know, coaching advice or tips specifically after, you know, people give this a listen, I, you know, would be honored to come back and share. Awesome. Well, it's a plan for sure. Thank you so, so much. You're welcome. Bye everybody. Bye-bye. And everyone, thank you so much to you for listening. Sarah was wonderful. And if you want to tune in um, to more Motivated with Liberty, you can find my Instagram um, at Liberty Bernal Fitness. And it's been another wonderful half hour or so. I hope you have a wonderful day and more soon. Don't forget to visit libertybernallfitness.com. Check out my Instagram feed, free workout videos, information about coaching, and more.